You're entering a realm which is unusual. Maybe it's magic, or contains some kind of monster. The second one. Prepare to enter... Welcome to the world of tomorrow! Good, 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 good news, everyone! I'm Daniel. And welcome back to yet another episode of World of Tomorrow, <laughs> a Futurama-centric podcast. Uh, sorry, I got distracted because the battery symbol on my computer turned into an X, and I've never seen that before. <laughs> um, More good news. Anyway, anyway uh, we can talk about that in the tech minute. No, I'm just kidding. We don't have this week. But... Um, I've got my window open because it's hot as heck up in the office right now, but um, mm. we are back. And today we actually have a, a relatively special episode in that it is the season finale. Yes. We, we do the broadcast order. No, we do the... We do the broadcast order, not the production order. Not the production order. Okay, yes. We do broadcast order, not production in case you were wondering. You specifically, um, not any listener, just so you know. Yeah, well, that's a good reminder because we've probably said that a thousand times, um, but maybe not lately on the the podcast. But basically, for people, uh, we're we're kind of watching these as we go or rewatching them as we go on Hulu. Mm-hmm. Um, but the uh, and so that's broadcast order is how it's listed on Hulu, basically. Yes. So technically, there's 20 episodes in season two, and this is the 20th episode. And then I think. Uh, there are, how, how did the other one go? Were there more or less? I think it's kind of varying, but most of the other seasons should be about as long as this one. Um, folks might remember, uh, that season one in broadcast order is only like nine episodes or or 13 or something. Um, it's not very long basically, which is not actually that uncommon when it comes to first seasons of things, especially when there's a pilot. Yeah, um, I think ten episodes is a pretty pretty fair standard for something like that. <clears throat> yeah, so I was rewatching Happy Endings recently, and that was the case. Season one is like really short for some reason, um, but but that's not an animated one, right? That's like a live no, action. that's live. But oh, you know, yeah, it's also a half an hour comedy type of thing. So yeah, I, yeah, I'm sure you're right. It is different for animated ones, but so today we're gonna cover season two, episode twenty, season finale. Mm-hmm. Anthology of interest. I know. Oh. Oh. I was going for Spanish and you were going for Roman Latin? numerals. <laughs> Roman. I don't know how they would how how well I know the numeral is Roman, but <laughs> uh they spoke Roman in Rome. Plus, didn't yeah. the Romans steal everything from the Latins? Uh, the Latin <laughs> Wait, who stole, the Romans stole from the Greeks, but the Romans spoke Latin. They just stole all their gods and all everything. That's what I'm like, saying. Isn't famously, yeah, the Rome, but I was, <laughs> but who, who were the Latin people? I guess if the Greeks spoke Latin, then why did we call it Latin? The Greek didn't speak Latin. The Greeks spoke Greek. That's why you have the okay. Greco-Roman. Okay. Slow down. We, <laughs> Romulus we and are, Remus, there's a she-wolf, there are teeth being suckled, Rome is founded. <laughs> and yes, it did have HGH in them, and that's how they got so shredded, and then built an entire city, 
and then and proceeded to murder one another. Or Romulus murdered Remus. Was it like Rocky uh, uh, Apollo style where they sort of do it simultaneously? No, I think from what I can recall, listeners, feel free to to correct me, but I believe they were building some sort of fence around Rome, like the city limits. And then Romulus murdered Remus or Remus murdered Romulus. It's a Cain and Abel situation. Guess what they stole it from? Technically not the Bible because Rome was around before that, but still. (laughs) (laughs) Still, I have a feeling that all, you know, Creative writing was not really a very uh, scholarly pursuit back then, so I'm guessing that anyone who did it probably took some creative liberties with someone else's story. Well, or or uh, maybe not a, a contradiction to what you, sh- you said, but maybe a corollary is that uh, no one could prove anything back then, and so if you stole someone else's oh. story, no one could, no one would know. Yeah, exactly. Right? Just how until all these years, Roman years, gods years are later, really just like versions of the Greek gods. And how all these stories in probably the Bible could probably be attributed to something that happened before that. My um, question, other and this types is the most of pagan things, etc. Right. I mean, well, yeah. I mean, like Christmas is a Nordic tradition, right? It's like a pagan Nordic tradition where you bring a, a tree inside because everything is dead, so you bring the outside in, and you have something alive in your house where everything else is dead, and then like, it, yes, right, because you've already murdered your whole family, and so the Santa <laughs> Claus will come to bring them back to life after raping and pillaging multiple multiple corpses <laughs> in front of you. That's where the whole milk and cookies things comes in. That's correct. Right? Similar is- to Body of Christ, Blood of Christ, it's. You know, but for Santa, so it's dairy and uh, sugar and butter. And, right, exactly. Well, after your dad too, so after your dad Sven gets back from raping and pillaging from a monastery, Yaldorb. Fjalden Fjorgenbjerg. Yes, but the Roman. Sorry, I will give you the floor because you are, after all, the history major. You are also speaking in a very high pitch, so I'm guessing he wants to say something, folks. My question is, why did we name the planets after Roman gods and not Greek gods? And before I get into any of the history of it here, folks, I would like to take this time to posit an idea for discussion here. And Mm -hmm. I think there had to be in, like, I'm guessing, like, the 20s and 30s, and I don't mean to disparage another culture. Some dirty, greasy Italian fuck. <laughs> and I like... don't – that's not necessarily <laughs> accurate terminology, um, but it is accepted in the literature. <laughs> it's canonical. Some dirty, greasy Italian fuck who was like sitting at what I imagine to be the rudimentary control panels for NASA in the 30s, which I don't even know if NASA was around in the 30s, but he's like – Sitting there in his crushed velvet Adidas tracksuit, eating gabagool off his belly like, hey, why don't we call it Mars after the Roman god, not Ares after the Greeks? <laughs> <laughs> and then someone said, says something. He's like, oh, wise guy, huh? <laughs> and again, these are all historically accurate. These are None historical these are bastardizations of any kind. No conjecture whatsoever. This yeah. is 100% historical fact. I read 100%. this on the internet, so it has to be true. It was in a book, um, and when I say book, I mean something more of a bunch of pages stapled together. And when I say stapled <laughs> together, I mean glued together with somebody's saliva. <laughs> 
and they were and technically when I say printed I got out it from a posts. library, I mean I got it from an alley outside of a library. <laughs> oh, Nori, Lori, backup storage. Nori. Oh, no. Or wait, I think I can fix it. Might. Hold on. Technical errors. Hopes deleted. Let's try this. Who's that singing at your wedding? It's Calculon, Calculon, Calculon. And we're back. Welcome back. And we're back. Wow, that was, uh, we actually had to wait four weeks on our side. Um, Yeah. But for the listeners, it was only a few mere moments. Um, It's like that that thing is Newton's second law. Of second law of inception. <laughs> yes. <laughs> in a dream time in goes a dream half time, as fast. Well, but a dream in the hyperbolic time chamber, uh, l- oh. let's just say you wouldn't want to put it in a tube. <laughs> there have been so many opportunities with the NASA thing about tube, and I was like, hold it, buddy. There's going to be a better be moment. One. <laughs> you wouldn't want to put that in a tube, you son bitch. <laughs> so... As I was saying historical facts. So as I was shitting on (laughs) real history. I also, when I came up with that idea in my head, I was like, wait a minute. The planets were named like hundreds of years before America even existed. Like, wasn't Jupiter discovered in like, or Mars was discovered in like the 15 or 1600s? Yeah. Not all of them. Yeah, like I think out to Saturn or something they could see and maybe – could they see Uranus? the ring pops that Saturn is made? That Saturn's rings are made out of. I think so because I feel like that may have been even like during like the whole Galileo era and stuff. Yes, and we all know Galileo loves. He's famously ring pops. the one who he's famous. He's like they name a telescope after him, not like uh, like a, the Hubble, but as in like a type of telescope. Oh yes, yeah, yeah. yeah. Right. I think it was actually was it Galileo. I feel like Galileo. in um, Galileo. college I took a like an astronomy class, um, like an astrophysics class, and we got to do uh, we got to like build a telescope and like use it. It was actually pretty sick. Copernicus but it was a Galileo was, telescope. Oh, okay. Copernicus was fourteen fifty. For, excuse me, fifteen forty three when he died. He was he was <laughs> he was the most obese. He was the most obese, but smart why, academic of all time. But that's why he knew so much about gravity is because he created his own. Okay, he had his own gravitational field. <laughs> we should have been on. Um, you were right. Discovery of Mars. Galileo Galilei observes Mars, fifteen sixty four to sixteen forty two. Okay, with and a if you primitive can see telescope. Mars, you can see Jupiter. Right, like with that uh, level of technology, you can see you can see both with the naked eye. Technically, yeah, you can see like Mars is a little bit red, and then Jupiter is just a big ass fucking bright star. But like, if you were tra- if you were tracking the stars and you had no other way of doing it, well, you I, I suppose you wouldn't necessarily know it's a planet. Exactly, that's what I was gonna say. Yeah, you would just know. Isn't it also fucking bizarre? I remember when I first learned in like middle school that the moon is just reflecting sunlight; it doesn't create its own light. Okay, you're um. <laughs> Completely unraveling my whole worldview right now because somebody told me that it takes 10 billion AA batteries to light up the moon. Wait, is that a real – did someone really tell you that? No. Because <laughs> <laughs> I was – honestly, I give you – I give so much credence to what you say. I would be like, you know what? I'm going to pull up a chair and I'm going to listen because I guess I was wrong. 
I, I actually wonder. That's actually a fun math question. You know how sometimes people will like do the math calculations of. Like, oh yeah. If you how were, many basketballs fit in the sun? Yeah. If you were or, to uh, blender up every person in the world, how big of a blob of meat would you make? I saw that on Reddit. Yeah, and recently. it would only it be like, as big as, as like Central Park. Central Park, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like a kilometer. Meat. Like a kilometer cubed or something. Um, that but anyway, is I wonder. So weird. Given the luminosity of the moon, um, like how much light Ooh. it's reflecting, how many AA batteries would you need to like light a light? <laughs> <laughs> that gives that much uh, light or whatever. Um, better, better yet, tweet at us. If you do the calculation, tweet at us at WTTWT with the answer. Uh, even if it's wrong, we'll give you a shout out just for tweeting at us. So um, yeah. yeah, you could say six, Twitter. and I'd be like, you know what? I hey, love that guy. Sounds right. Uh, how many? So the question again is, <laughs> how many AA batteries would it take to power the moon? <laughs> And we'll take any brand. They don't have to be Energizer, which I feel like there was probably an Energizer commercial about powering the moon at some point, which which dripped into our subconscious, which is why we're asking these questions. So good on you, Energizer marketing team circa 1996. Although we do have a preference for rechargeable batteries. Yeah. Just so you can plug it in at the end of the day, and then it's not like you don't have to waste the batteries. It's 10 billion batteries. I hate rechargeable batteries. Wait, why? <laughs> I hate them. They lose their charge so quickly. I love I, – I do enjoy using them because I'm like, oh, it's – like I do feel good recycling them because batteries are just so fucking awful. Like, it's, I know. They're it's full so, of acid. Like, if you stab a battery, the fucking alkali metals in it will literally explode. That is like how bad they are when, when air gets in the compartment. But they lose their charge. I used to work at a place where we did rechargeable batteries and everyone – maybe we just – maybe and maybe this is because we got the shitty brand. But everyone hated them because you like after like the fourth or fifth recharge, the maximum amount of charge like oh went down really fast. Can pro- yeah yeah well, proceeds yeah, ha- to to um uh, yeah uh, uh, you wouldn't want to put it in a tube. You're probably right. I mean that is definitely that probably is a, a big disadvantage of them. Obviously they're advancing all the time. Um, right. I don't. I haven't really used them since I was like at my parents' house, like in high school and stuff. So they've been around mm. for a long time actually, which is kind of cool. But um. Anyway, I had a joke, but I forgot what it was. So let us turn now to <laughs> a little something <laughs> that I like to call "Good News, Everyone." Uh, PD, do you want to start? Uh, yeah. Um, well, we'll go right ahead then. Uh, have I said that I'm going to Portland yet? <laughs> if you don't just go already, <laughs> you just fucking get out of here. It is next week, so I promise. We are going to have a little lull, listeners. So oh, yeah, we'll get to that after the good week. news. Well, that's a good idea, yeah. though. I needed that reminder. But, uh, so a bit. No, so I <clears throat> finished Elden Ring for the third time. It's now kind of a snooze. So I got a new video game, which is the old Spider Man from 2018. And I'm having like that total supposed nostalgia. To be really good, right? It, yeah, it's pretty good. I mean, I'm still like learning controls. I've only put in like three hours or so, but um, it's been great. Like it, it, it brings me to that super nostalgic time. And like I believe it was PS2. Yeah, yeah, in yeah, yeah, middle yeah. school. And like we were, it was like oh, the web slings from night to day, and the web slinging physics are so good. They're way better in this one, obviously. But like the fact that you were able to like web sling and shit when that was so good, and like it was that was one of the first massive maps that I was able to explore. Granted, it was like New York, so all the build they had maybe like 
15 Models different or whatever archetypal buildings sort of like yeah all copy pasted <laughs> throughout the copy pasted and then they just change the color and like you can only see like two blocks in front of you and then it's grayed out but uh no this one is, is pretty good it's like hitting my nostalgia feels um i think it, it was really well done and it's done by insomniac games who you can definitely see their their uh handprint on every game they do like there's definitely a lot of similar dna like a little bit little like intermittent puzzles you have to do the quick uh quick draw like weapon stuff insomnia but did, the were they do, the ones who did the tony hawk games n- uh i don't know if they did tony hawk they did ratchet and clank um so they were they were the ones who did ratchet and clank which is like the standard ps2 ps3 ps1 game every time a new playstation platform comes out they release one which i've always been a big fan of it's it's kind of a childish game but like it's still very fun to me and i really enjoy it so Okay, I, correction, Neversoft did the Tony Hawk games. Neversoft. I never said I that. Never yes, said right. that. <laughs> oh, I just forgot. Oh, I just forgot. Well, that's fun. I, I, I was actually meaning to recommend to you to check out the, the um, Spider-Man games because they're supposed to be pretty good. Um, and with like a mm-hmm. PS5, I'm sure they look like beautiful. They, I will say, I've been playing some PS4 games on PS5. They look good. I need to get a new TV, which that's what Prime did for, folks. Um, I think I'm gonna get like a big ass motherfucking like you already have five nice inch TV. cocksucker. Yeah, but it also the one in my room, not the one in our room. One in my room, like I got it from our office three years ago. It had been used for a few years. Like when we moved it, I guess I squeezed the side of it so there's like you know the ripply kind of shit. And if I have a PS5, I might as well have a Ultra 4K TV that can, yeah, yeah, bullshit cocksucker 4K, what the fuck ever it is. I don't know, but oh, those are I out. I didn't know that those were out yet. <laughs> I mean, we we kind. kind. Did we ever actually explain that, or did we just lose that episode? No, we definitely explained it because we explained it. As we knew that that was one two, of the yeah. important parts of the lost recording. And now listeners yes. will remember, we did record an entire like two-hour episode season one oh, recap. God. And then um, probably it was my fault. The file got corrupted. No, uh, it just it was when we were uploading. It wasn't your fault at all. It was like when we were uploading, we were like – No, it was when like my – because we were, it was before we used Riverside to, to record. Oh, uh, and so I was doing some sort of roundabout recording method, and it was not great. Um, so anyway, it got fucked up. But uh, so we had to re-record the entire like, episode <laughs> and like try to painful. bring in the things we thought were worth bringing in. But um, obviously, we don't really like write these beforehand because if we did, that would be terribly sad uh, because we're yeah. like and talking over each other all the time <laughs> and we don't know what to say <laughs> half the time too. So. And to be fair, podcasting, much like vegetables, it's better when it's organic, folks. It's better when it's fresh. Oh, it's better seedless. It's better when you've uh, washed the outside with some sort of solution to get all the dirt and pesticides off. (laughs) Uh, Did you know you can get fucking E. coli from eating apples without washing them? Who knew? Shit. My roommate got fucking E. coli. You can probably get E. coli from just about anything these days. The liberal media would have you think. <laughs> Listen here, folks. The liberal quinoa-eating bean sprout suckers are putting E. coli in your salads. <laughs> we both know that Alex Jones would not pronounce quinoa correctly. <laughs> yeah, that's very – be like quinoa. 
Quoney 2012, folks. Quoney 2012. <laughs> First, he was leading an insurgency, and then he was using ancient grains. <laughs> he is a lenticular grain <laughs> eaten by liberals. Popularized in the Mediterranean region. <laughs> Can't make this up, folks. You turn in the frogs gay. If that was his catchphrase, you can't make this up, folks. Because <laughs> like half of this, most of He's the stuff he says is made up. up. <laughs> He's just saying stuff. Well, we just gave our character a catchphrase. <laughs> you can't make this stuff up, folks. <laughs> well, anyway, Petey, I'm glad that you found that game. Um, this is a slow good news, but uh, my good news is um, we are a boot. I know I mentioned this a couple episodes ago, but we're a boot to uh, leave on our little vacation. Um, oh, yeah. So we're going to head over, visit my parents in Indiana, and then we're going to go see the World Games. We're going to catch Aww. some climbing. We're going to catch some uh, kickboxing as well, which I'm excited for. Um, so that Ooh. should be good. And um, our, I've already made plans with um, our good friend Bull. Of the LED oh, variety. Oh, we're gonna see Bowl. And guess what? Will Pengi. Wait, does he live in Indiana now? No, I saw him with but Juan. we're gonna meet him in Dayton, halfway in between, baby. Oh. So yeah, shout out to Will and Ellie, two of our uh friends from growing up. Um, I'm gonna see them both. K through twelve. Hell yeah, baby. Hooty hoot. Um, they're dearly beloveds to us both. <clears throat> Yeah, absolutely. So um, on to some um, administrative items, listeners, before we jump into the episode. Um, so Petey and I have a and little – folks, we're going to need cameras on in the Zoom for this administrative guys, meeting. I want to make sure I, we have everyone's eye contact, guys. Guys, and I'm going to need you to Thank t- you. turn the cameras on, okay? Craig, <laughs> I know you're there and I know your camera works, so stop saying it doesn't, all right? <laughs> Your internet's fine, Craig. You're not going to cut out, buddy. Just Look, pop up. I know there you, you have Thank giga. You. I know you have giga Ethernet bit internet, Craig. Okay, you're, <laughs> you're not fooling anybody. Giga um, either. You had a LAN party yesterday, <laughs> Craig. I saw it. You live streamed it. Um, no, so Crystal we're going to because of um, PD and I's little vacaciones. We're going to be shaking things up a little bit, and we're going to have to mm-hmm. unfortunately take a little break from uh, the records, but. Um, we will make sure that you listeners out there on the podcast platforms do not have – you're not left alone for one week without an episode. So we're going to yes. give you a little bit of um, – you know, Petey and I were feeling generous. So we're actually going to be um, – next week, before we do our season two recap, we are going to put out a little freebie for you from the Patreon. We're gonna, yes. We're gonna the episode that we talked about a while ago about our thoughts on the future season that'll come out next year of Futurama. We are gonna put that out on the free feed. Um, just as a little teaser, a little freebie to get you hooked on that mm-hmm. after dark content. Hooked on phonics, folks. So that you will visit our Patreon, patreon.com slash world of tomorrow pod. Um, and <laughs> Just so you know, that uh, <laughs> I had like a brain fart. Um, Your face. I was like, <laughs> when the eyes shift to the side, you know you, you're just grasping as When you have to look at your own image in the thing because you're like, uh. <laughs> no, but I was going to say, um, the, the, the teaser is this is a good sort of exclusive content, but we're 
the Tumblr Triple X episode will still be behind mm-hmm. the paywall, guys. So it's um, gated content. And gated content. Oh, yeah. For any of our LGBTQQIAA plus listeners. Um, because that is heavily a PD episode. Um, he tells us about some of the fun things he got up to um, during puberty and beyond. Mm-hmm. Um, so anyway, and I opine about the future of, of puberty and beyond. <laughs> <laughs> I can't wait, folks. <laughs> I can't wait for what's around my puberty corner. <laughs> anyway, let PD. Let's puberty jump into the corner. now that we've done the the housekeeping. Why don't we jump into the episode? Um, uh, and yeah, I, I do have to do a point of order, a little correction. Last week I said uh, that a sign in the intro sequence had um, extra like lettering on it for like a mom oh, yeah. robot oil sign. It was there again on this episode, so I was wrong. It wasn't just for that special robot episode. Aww. I was wrong. So then I get I win trivia. Is um, what I'm trying to say. Let me check. I believe I get an extra point for that. And, and you actually don't. And actually, sorry, you have to get minus a thousand points. I'm so <laughs> sorry. And that is in the rule book. And I'm so sorry. Your, uh, your honor, approach the fucking bench. <laughs> All right. Counselor, for the last time, you cannot call the shots in my courtroom. I blew the bailiff. I call the shots. Okay, here's the deal. So that's why he's so you relaxed. Asked me that. <laughs> bailiff, Susan you cannot just get oral sex from the counselors. Okay, there's a there's a decorum that we have to uphold in this courtroom. You asked me that question last time, and I got it wrong. He's like, "What was the?" Change? I told you I that it was a it. funny trivia, thi- a fun little trivia fact, and I did not use it as the quiz. And then you said. Give it to me as if it was. And I put good – I put the full faith and good credit of the United States in front of me knowing that you were going to get it right. And you took it and ran with it, and I demand satisfaction, Your Honor. If I had a glove right now, I'd slap you and challenge you to a duel with the gavels. All right, well, we just throw gavels at each other. Luckily, and yes, I there is an L in there. barred the entry of any glove into this courtroom. <laughs> May, need I remind you, Counselor, Firearms I am Justice Keith Koala, okay? <laughs> this is my courtroom. <laughs> my father, Keith Koala I, didn't create Koala Court. Actually, his name was, my father's name was Keithan. <laughs> <laughs> Keithan. Keith, and your mother, Keith Lee? <laughs> it's, it's pronounced Keith Lee. It's spelled K E I T H dash L E I G H. Like Ashley, oh when, you know, when oh. Ashley is spelled like that. I saw the most unfortunate spelling of a name I think I've, I have ever seen. My friend is, uh, has a cat sitter and one of the rovers, Haley. H A I. Wait, can I, wait, can I get L- that in a sentence, please? <laughs> <laughs> no, Language of origin. H a i l e a Haley. Ooh, Halia. I yeah, Hialeah. I was like, oh, is it like Hawaiian? That's actually nope, a cool name. Hialeah is a cool name. Hialeah is a kick-ass name. I would, are you kidding me? Like when everyone's going through the transformation in middle school, like I'm not the kid I used to be. I would be like, yeah, my name's Hialeah. Uh, my family yeah, is STFU, from fucking guys, I'm Hialeah, Kauai. 
My family yeah. is from downtown Pittsburgh. <laughs> Shitsburg. Although, if we have any Pittsburgh listeners, putting fries on sandwich should be a law. To be honest, it's fucking delicious. Good job on you guys. And pierogies. Pierogies are better. Good job, guys. Anyway, that, with that correction out of the way, um, and uh, counselor, I will be giving. I will. I'll tell you what. I'll give you an extra half point. I'll take your honor. I'll take it. Okay. And I'm noting See, to myself folks, that it is from Koala Court. <laughs> I would just like to point out one of my favorite phrases and give a shout out to Laura Avila. Uh, something I've learned in sales and in business development and whatnot. And in the Wales. squeaky. <laughs> on the moon no like the country <laughs> or the what do you call that when it's part of the uk as a country but it was like a country oh is like it its own country like the technically name the, t- the name of the territory it, it's not a nation but it's like has its own no, cultural I think values and province such province the province of wales that's not it that's that's like wales oh it's a, wikipedia wales. says it is a country Part of is the it United, its own full country? Part of the United Kingdom. But then what's the UK? A conglomerate? I guess we'll never UK's know. a country. Whatever. They do it backwards. They drive on the wrong side of the road. Everything's upside down there. <laughs> I am very anti-Eurocentric today. I am against Italians. Against the English. United Kingdom is also referred to as a sovereign country. So I guess it's sort of like a nested country. So... It's a it's contraception, a country within a country. And the country oh, wow. time does go slower in the incepted country. That is true. And actually, because the UK is a country of countries, that's legally where country time lemonade was 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 created. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Sir Wayland Country Time the Fourth <laughs> Esquire. <laughs> Sir Wayland. <laughs> uh, what the fuck was I even talking about? Something I have no idea. <laughs> you said whales, sales. Oh, god damn it. Shout oh, out to Laura. Laura. The squeaky wheel gets the grease, folks. The squeaky wheel gets the grease. And for anyone out there who thinks that maybe some elderly person that they know who they heard that from made that saying up, it's actually false. It was our friend Laura. <laughs> yeah, she is, she's the originator if you've ever heard it before. I never heard it until like freshman year of high school, but I love it and I use it all the time. I actually just used it the other day, in fact. Um, well, so this episode, I'm just going to jump in because, uh, I think we all are right, very right, far right. behind and that's probably cannonball, most of my but am I right? D- uh, d- d- diving board. Can opener. <laughs> <laughs> that's what I was going, can opener is what I was trying to remember. I was like, what's the one where you put your foot out? It's just diving board. Um, so today's episode is Anthology of Interest <laughs> 1. Uh, and Petey and I were both very much looking forward to this one because it's basically like their version of like a clip episode. You know how like sitcoms used yeah. to do like a clip episode where they do reminiscing and stuff or have like kind of other skits. Or maybe in a Simpsons realm in another graining universe, it's um, like the Treehouse Tree of Horror. Of Horror. Um, mm-hmm. And I was going to say, actually, the the middle one, the Leela one, definitely has vibes of like Treehouse yeah. of Horror. Uh, so we'll get into that one. But basically, it's like three different little mini episodes based on the premise where the professor has invented this what if machine where you can ask it like what if whatever, uh, and it will play right. out for you like what that scenario. 
Um, but I love it because it starts with the professor. He's like basically celebrating his crowning achievement, which is an invention called the Fing Longer, which is just a glove with a really long <laughs> index finger so that you can like press a button from further away, from like a meter it's away. Like also, it's also so unwieldy that you need a stick long enough with it, like like to balance your pool cue to like right. actually poke things. It's like completely useless. Um, well, I was going to say, actually, I thought it was, it's actually not a bad idea. The thing longer. longer. Well, because it's just another version of a lot of other things that already exist, like those grabbers. You know how like old people and like people who are like um, more less mobile have to use like that, like a grabber to like reach a shelf or like you know what I mean. Like if you were unable to stand uh, and you needed something from a kitchen shelf, you might use one of these like little squeeze grabbers. Do you mean what morbidly obese people at Walmart and their rascals use to get the chocolate off the top shelf? Yes, I was trying to be a little bit more <laughs> respectful and inclusive about other people who have to use that type of thing. But yes, that is what I'm talking about. I know you were, and I wanted to drag you down to the dark depths of my soul. <laughs> to be fair, I'm actually kind of jealous. If I could just sit in a chair and use a little thing longer to grab things, particularly chocolate, okay, I would. But I do love that the professor like is celebrating his achievement where he also has this machine that can literally tell you your wildest yeah, fantasies and play he's, it on video. He's sort of like, whatever, like everybody pay attention to the thing longer. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's like, suppose you could use it. But uh so uh, the, the first the first little like scenario they get into is Bender asks, What if I was five hundred feet tall? And this that little segment starts out pretty close to like it made me think about the episode where Bender wants to be remembered and he has all that planet remember that Egyptian planet me. sort of construct a huge version of himself that just screams remember me <laughs> and like breathes fire yeah yeah so I do like love that one I also a bunch of CG benders um, building a larger bender that then flies to Earth um, and befriends Fry. Which I thought was like a nice yeah. little part of it that like their relationship would still – they'd still be best friends even if Bender was 500 feet tall. Yes. I thought that was very cute. And I also realized – I think this is like the third time we see – well, it's the first of three times we see giant Bender, right? I yeah. think that's the, the, the one the, where the he's like – one you were talking about? The self-replicating one is the other – And then he self-replicates ad – infinitum and then basically gets down like the, the proton level and becomes this giant big bender starts right now um but i also didn't realize because until i heard the music again like i knew that was kind of the play but i didn't realize that the whole at the whole like seven minute mini episode is a play on iron giant like a bit fry is the kid who like is like too stupid to oh realize yeah that no I had 500 a, i did have an iron giant <clears throat> sort of like oh yeah because like the whole government is like against him Thinking that he's like, yeah. But in this case, Bender does actually land on a Hanson concert and kill like a bunch of people. <laughs> yeah. um, but he's sort of like redeemed just... for the audience because he's like f- sort of like kind of innocently friends with Fry. Um, so yeah. To I be did, fair to the I Iron Giant, Bender is more of a murderer than the Iron Giant ever was. That's true. I also also used to fucking hate that movie. I hated that movie. I feel like all the weird kids loved the movie, and only. They had it at places where you had to watch movies with other kids, like a camp yes, or like a like a like rent like a rental place or like a church. You're like, oh, I don't want to watch Iron Giant, and all the weird kids loved it. And you were like, uh, my two choices are Aladdin Black Stallion and Iron Giant. 
I guess I'd rather watch Iron like, Giant. Iron Giant, yeah, exactly. Like, this Speaking is of which, Black I Stallion was the vid- the one of the videos they played. Um, PD will be triggered by this because we've talked about it before. But when we filmed that Best Buy commercial in fourth grade, uh, oh, <laughs> they like bring a when, book. when you were not on camera, they you were in a classroom with like a little TV VHS TV player, and it was playing Black Stallion, uh, and they had like goldfish that you could eat. Um, but anyway, do you, do you want to tell that story again, just to get under my skin? Oh well, do we have Goldfish two hours and free I'll entertainment? Take you the entire thing. <laughs> were they? Wait a minute. Were they whole wheat goldfish? I bet they fucking were. Those no, stink. They were regular. I don't even know if they had the whole grain ones then. Oh, back in the day, yeah, they had pretzel whole grain, and then cheese blasted came around in about fourth or fifth grade. We did not get the cheese blasted. Those were grade. quote trash treats. Well, then I guess I'm twice as right. Because <laughs> I feel like the originals are like goldfish, regular, pretzel, and parmesan. Pretzel. The parmesan ones are so good. Parmesan. <laughs> parmesan. Parmesan. Anyway, <laughs> I threw us off track. Wait. Sorry. I triggered wait, PD wait, wait, and wait, I threw wait. us off track. Wait, 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 wait. Say that. Say parmesan like that again. Parmesan. Oh my god! You know you sound like that. Just like hit this stru- struck a chord in my head. Who? You sound like the guy from the guy who <clears throat> the guy from Three Hundred who delivers the uh, fresh oracles daily to the like soothsayers of Sparta. And he's like, you will have fresh oracles every day. <laughs> I don't <laughs> Do you remember know that Karen part of the movie. No, I don't remember. <laughs> I haven't seen that I'm movie in a long time. Um, are you kidding me? That's like the movie that like the Satan grabbed a hold of my soul and turned me into a homo. It like, <laughs> is the dress. <laughs> I love that movie. I think you probably already were a homo at that time and that's why it's rooted so deeply. It just kind of unlocked that. Yeah. It was also kind of – it came out in like 2005 or six, and was I was like this is about as close to Lord of the Rings as we're going to get without a new movie coming out. So that's also why I loved it. Well, okay, I would uh, sorry, argue that Lord of the Rings is probably more of the thing that triggered your homosexuality. Oh, yeah, actually, I definitely had a crush In a little on bit more of like a classy way. It's not so much about like six packs and like athletic bodies. It's more about like – It's more like finding this character hero, and their hero, – Heroicism? Heroicism. Heroicism and um, – and like Orlando the character Bloom, being like, oh, that's attractive. Yeah, exactly. Oh my god, yes. And let's be honest, Gimli sometimes. Hey, sometimes it's Gimli. <laughs> exactly. Something's got a gim, am I right, folks? <laughs> Something's got a gim. <laughs> oh god. Okay, I, I brought us into this tangent. I'm gonna pull us back out. So basically, they're like, okay, how the hell are we gonna stop Big Bender? What do we do about this? And so the professor's like, actually, I have a solution. And he decides to make Zoidberg big with the what's it called? It's literally called like the like big omatic or something. Yeah, I it's I like saw the, the name of expand the meter or something. Yeah, exactly. So he makes Zoidberg um, basically huge because they need another uh, giant monster. As the professor <laughs> says, we need something even equally as big. <laughs> yes. I love that sentence. <laughs> As big. Even they, equally as big. <laughs> the redundancy alone. Uh, and they tra- and trap Zoidberg with a guinea pig, and he's like, "What is this? Two meals in one week?" 
So Zoidberg gets big and, and goes to uh, to fight Bender, and they basically have their big Godzilla yeah, battle, exactly. I guess you could call it. Which is almost identical to the one that Bender has in the other episode we were talking about where he's fighting exactly. the giant from like the giant Patton Patton Oswald giant. Yeah, the Patton Oswald giant. Yeah. Um, so, but anyway, I, I love that they're, they're fighting and they're kind of using these buildings as props. They, Bender ends up flinging the top of a tower at Zoidberg where it misses and then it hits the bank of the river. And then like immediately this banner rolls out and it's like luxury or yeah, luxury like a, water views. It's like an apartment <laughs> building. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Well, and then Bender so, takes up like Yankee stadium and then fills it with water and then like, yeah applies flame to it so that he has like a boiling pot of water so that he can like cook a Zoidberg with it. Right. I love how also you can kill him in any way, but they're like, mm, it's going to be a lobster It's going to be an elaborate so lobster boils. joke. <laughs> yeah. So he boils Zoidberg. Zoidberg pops out, snips his ankle cuffs off, and then he falls backwards onto what seemed to be the Empire State Building that we clearly see or get the, destroyed or multiple, the, multiple, um, multiple times Chrysler before building, maybe. I think it was Empire because it looked like it was like the flat architecture, not like the Art Deco on the center. But I don't know. I think it was more the Empire. But you lived there. I didn't. <laughs> um, no, I mean it could have been either one. Obviously, it also is made to look shorter too because Bender falls onto it. So, right, right. Very anyway, true, yeah. Um, so, so Bender gets stabbed, and and then Fry's like, "You, you monsters! Like he was my friend. Like, like he came here to be like peaceful." And Bender's like, "Yeah, I only had like a simple dream to come when I came to this planet, and that was to kill all humans. Kill all but humans. now I'm gonna die." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, so unlike so Iron Giant, he actually is evil and did want to kill all humans, except for maybe Fry. Right, but he, but he gets distracted by playing with Fry by by, by seemingly playing Shrinky Dinks with Fry and hide and go seek. Yeah, when he's five hundred feet tall. Oh God! Also, so that's did the first you notice anthology that Avengers. Bender smokes a cigarette from the Kentucky Slims uh, cigarette factory, <laughs> and they ha- they sell chicken flavored cigarettes. Chicken. What what does he say? He's like, ooh, yeah, that's smooth, or that makes it go down, that's smooth, or something like that. Something like that. Like, oh, that's like a mellow. No, that takes the edge off. Yeah, oh, that takes the edge off. Yeah, no, 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 yeah. He says, oh, that gets rid of the shakes. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That gets rid of the shakes. (laughs) Oh, yeah, that really gets rid of the shakes. So that's Bender's uh, Bender's kind of what if. Um, Leela then talks about how, like, they're like, Leela, why don't you do it? And she's like, oh, no, like, I'm not impulsive enough. Um, and then she's sort of like, they goad her into kind of being like, okay, well, what right. if I was, like, slightly more impulsive? Um, so it's pretty much the same. Yeah, it's pretty much the same, Leela. She's like, it opens with her having bought, like, new uh, boots with, like, instead of her normal black boots, they just have a green stripe on them. Um, so pretty much it is the same Leela but basically, the the professor is sort of like, "Oh, Leela, I'm glad you're here. Like, I'm going to put you in my will to receive everything because, like, you're the most predictable. Like, you are the most. You're not at all. You're not impulsive. at all impulsive. And Leela in the scenario is kind of like taking that personally. Um, so when she finds out that she will be wealthy after the professor dies, she decides to kick him into his uh, pit of man eating ant eaters. <laughs> <laughs> I did love. I didn't really think about how stupid that is. Like, of all the animals that you could train to be deadly, human eating their diet in their description. Yes, exactly. Ant eater. (laughs) Their their diet is titular to the actual titular diet. (laughs) Their titular diet. (laughs) They're man eating ant eaters. Which don't ant eaters just have like a little like 
Yeah, they have the tongue. They have the long tongue. But like their mouth, their mouth is like the little, you know that meme of the cat that coughs? Yeah, where it's like SpongeBob's like their lips in the straw in the, the jerk arms episode where he like sort of like he can't move the glass to himself, so he like reaches his lips all the way to the straw. <laughs> That's, that is literally exactly it. I didn't even think about it. I think about that episode all the time. Because he does that, he goes, and then he goes, yeah. Yeah. He goes, <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so basically, Leela goes on this like killing streak, and then and Zoidberg ha- is trying to be like the the Sherlock Holmes of it all. Sherlock Holmes, yeah. And he's sort of like, I love it when he calls. At one point, uh, Leela's killing Hermes, and he's sort of like screaming in pain. And then her, uh, Zoidberg's like, "Shut up, Hermes! I'm trying to deduce something." <laughs> and he's like, "You are, you are chopping my torso off." <laughs> he's like, "Hermes, be quiet!" I'm deducing. Um, and then he calls everybody into a room, very a la, you know, Clue or like any of those other classic like Who Done It movies. And he's sort of like, Poirot, "And now I will like twice. gradually um, figure out this crime." Like one of the people in this room is like the killer, and he says something about like, "I will gradually deduce like who did it." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he knows exactly who it is. You could apprehend them right now, but he's like, I still I'll need to continuously go through this long series. Yeah, exactly. And so Leela keeps. I also love that. Le- oh, go ahead. I was gonna say, I also love that Zoidberg is, is kind of like front and center in this episode too, yeah. because basically Leela has just committed the crime, and she's like, okay, if I act normal, no one's going to notice. Oh yeah, nonchalant. be nonchalant. And, and then she walk. She walks in like. And Zoidberg's like, all right, so you're nonchalant. Stop rubbing our noses in it. <laughs> he's like knitting too. Yeah. I think about that line on a non basis. All right, you're basis. nonchalant. We get it. All right, you're nonchalant. We get it. <laughs> Every time I try and play off like tripping on the street or like doing something embarrassing or I'll sometimes catch myself talking to myself on the street like when my airpods are in i'll be like that's fu-. i'll be listening to an air podcast and I'll be like that's fucking stupid and you like say it like, out loud and i'm like yeah and i'm like <laughs> okay so you're nonchalant already we did it stop rubbing our faces in it um <laughs> So basically, uh, Zoidberg figures it out, but Fry, right at that moment, Fry gets bored and like leaves the room. And so Leela basically kills everyone at Planet Express except for Fry. And then Fry kind of is like, wait a minute, like you, Leela, you're the one who like killed everybody. Um, and then you think, we think that she's going to kill Fry next. She's like, I'm going to do something really impulsive. I'm going to do something really impulsive. Then they yeah. we find out that they sleep together. And I thought this was interesting, and- Petey, because. Oh, and are you getting that? What I'm gonna get at? Huh? Uh, After when they they, they they had sex. Well, they had sex, and then she's like, "Now you're really gonna like me." And she flips the lights off, like like she's gonna murder him again. And he's like, "I, I really, really like, like the new impulsive you." So she he, she she totally gave a BJ. Oh, well, yeah, but they don't had sex at that point, so it's like the, sort of. Well, yeah, but I feel That's like the, not the most exciting part. explicitly implied. That's true. But anyway, I guess my point is that like this is actually a fun little thing pointer to this idea that Fry and Leela are sort of destined to be together because in this scenario, Leela being more impulsive, like none, no other parts of her character are different, right? We would assume. So that means that she actually right. is attracted to Fry on some level and her lack of impulsiveness is a – factor into why it does take her so long to like accept Fry's advances basically 
interesting. Point counterpoint. She's so self-serving and self-centered that she's just going to blow and fuck fry because she doesn't mind it, but she knows it's going to keep her quiet or him keep him quiet. Although I guess she could murder him too. So yeah, yeah I think I that mean, actually is a good point. She already killed everybody else. So, but I thought yeah, that was interesting, that right? Because it's obviously a hypothetical thing, but it's still sort of actually very grounded. It's got a much like a th- granule of truth. Exactly, a, a kernel of truth. A general. Of truth, and yes, a, a lieutenant. Of truth, <laughs> lieutenant admiral, a private of truth. Um, but much like I the third one, there's more. some interesting little kernels of truth in here. Um, and so the third one is Fry basically wondering what if he never came to the future, and we basically yes, find out I love so yeah. good. We basically find out, and because PD, we've talked about this before. We talked about this during the first episode that at the time, like the writers always knew that Nibbler. Uh, was going to be the one that pushed Fry in and that Fry coming to the future right. is like part of his actual destiny. And so in this one, right. Fry doesn't fall into the the freezing machine when he delivers the pizza like we see in episode one. Uh, he bumps mm-hmm. his head on it instead. Then like a wormhole sort of opens up and we see the Planet Express people and they're like, they don't know Fry, obviously. So they're like, what the fuck mm-hmm. is this? Um, and so Fry is basically trying to like, at, he's at work trying to figure out like what happened, um, and Stephen Hawking comes into Panucci's Pizza, and like the, I love how Panucci <laughs> and, like, and Stephen talks. Hawking like know each other. Yeah, he's sort of like yeah. <laughs> basically talking trash about his pizza. <laughs> he's like, "Hey, Panucci, the regular." And he's like, "No, I'll have something good this time." <laughs> um, and so. <laughs> And he's like, but wait, don't forget your pizza. He's like, he's like throw it, throw in, the it in the trash. <laughs> so basically um, he overhears Fry talk about like the wormhole and he's like, I'll call it a fry hole. Because <laughs> yeah. I'm the one person who saw it. And then you can see that I love this, the way they portray Hawking in this because um, <laughs> like he's so vain. He's so vain. Like everything is about him getting credit and stuff. <laughs> and, like later, I call it a Hawking hole. <laughs> <laughs> later on, Uhura says something and he's like, that's a great idea. I came up with it. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I came up with it. Um, so anyway, Fry leaves and they basically kidnap him and it ends up being this like elite sort of like science nerd force or whatever, um, which has like Al Gore and Ohura um, from Star Trek and Stephen Hawking. Yeah. And um, yeah. I love too that like they're just in like a bus or whatever and they they make it seem like they solve all these like big existential kind of like – you know, physics problems, problems, problems or whatever. Um, but then at a certain point, Uhura um, sort of gives away that she's like, you mean we can't solve this problem by killing? That's the only thing we're good at. <laughs> oh, we're good at. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But I do love how he kind of gets like semi-canonical in this, right? Like the rift opens up, they leave, they go back to the bus. You're introduced to the kind of the, the crew. Al Gore kind of talks about the mission and what they're supposed to do. They need to go back to the the, the scene of the crime. The rift opens up again, and he's and I love that Zoeyberg is like, or they're like, "Who are you?" And he's, Zoeyberg's like, "If that's his pizza, then I'm icy whatever." Yeah, I'm icy whatever. <laughs> like, like trying to steal the pizza from a thousand years ago. God, and we see like another one good track Steve. mind. <laughs> yeah, we we see another good one where he's like, "This is the tube you get frozen." And Stephen Stephen pops and he goes, "I call it a hawking tube." Yeah. <laughs> He's just trying to claim everything. 
<laughs> literally everything. So I looked for it. I didn't see any nibbler in this in, in this one. I didn't see any mention of of nibblonians. I didn't. I kind of looked in the background because I've seen this so many times. For like, oh, maybe like you know, you see nibbler's um, antenna with an eye popping out or something. I didn't see anything like that. Um, but I did love how basically Fry is still the same person, right? Because where we talk about these being hypotheticals, where everything is the same except for the basis, the the basis right. of the of the hypothetical, the premise. So Fry is like an a fucking maniac who wants to destroy the universe with with uh, by destroying the tube, and then they get sucked into nothingness and play Dungeons and Dragons for, for eternity for ten quadrillion years. Well, I mean, it does go into Fry's idiocy, which is that he basically just doesn't want to be told what to do, and so all these people are telling him what to do, and he's like, "Ha! Like now it won't work because he doesn't ah. truly understand like what the consequences are." It's not as though he had machinations to destroy the universe. It's don't tell me what to do. I'm a toddler, yeah, and like, so I'm going to strike back immediately without forethought. No one. Okay. All right. Doesn't. Yeah. Doesn't. Doesn't. <laughs> we already heard that one, didn't we? No, I'm. Doesn't. That's the Cuber episode, right? I think so. Yeah, 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 yeah. I think it is. Or no, no, right. no. It's later. It's not the first Cuber episode. It is. It's the one where. Um, Cuber and oh, it's Cuber uh, and Dwight do their like, and he's like, business. you guys are idiots. Oh, he's like, they're he's like I heard drinking. It's when I drinking makes you, yeah, yeah, and yeah, you stupid. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> I was like, no, I'm doesn't. <laughs> <laughs> oh god. So basically, yes, we we end up we head back to the scene of the crime. Fry ruins everything for everyone. They get sucked into oblivion, and uh, we kind of wrap up with the professor um, sitting in front of the what if machine without the thing saying, longer. Without the Finglonger saying, so that's what life would have been like if I had invented the Finglonger. Which is so funny. A man can dream. <laughs> because like he totally could <laughs> invent it. He knows he has the idea, but there's something like getting in the, the way from him actually inventing it. <laughs> right. There's some kind of like insanely crazy thing that's gonna stop him from doing it. That's so funny. So how many Finglongers yes, would perfect. you give this episode in general? And then I would also like to hear which one was your favorite and why. And this is a forty thousand page the, word of essay. Of the hypotheticals, or of the what? Is. Yes, which 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 of the three? Which of the anthology? Yes. Um, so I'm going to give this. I think overall, I would give this a four point two five. Oh, bitch! I was going to say same. Um, the anthologies are just too good. They're they're, they're like good. so fun. The writers the writers have such a good time exactly. with it. Actually, I take that back. I'm going to give this a four. Okay. Only because I think the anthology of interest two which I believe is at the end of next season, uh, deserves but like a 4.5. Petey, I think we, it's a magnitude how we, better. We did decide that we were going to do ratings within a season. So your rating for another so season should to, not affect the rating that you have for this episode. Okay. Under that under that monetary basis, uh, yeah, 4.25 sounds okay, right 4. compared 4. to the rest 5. of the episodes in the season. I think so. Because um, it is like the best one or like one of the best ones. Yeah. Um, in my in my humble opinion, um, in my Humboldt County opinion, um, yeah, I feel like well, one PD we do have space travel at the very beginning when Bender flies through space, so there is some of that. Yeah, um, we do get some of the the Bender one. I would say is probably my least favorite. I think overall, my favorite Ooh. is probably um, 
I don't know the the Lila one, and I think overall it's probably the the last one. Like uh, yeah. just because having all of these other characters like Al Gore, like I love how they always bring in Al Gore and anything science related. <laughs> yeah. It's always Al Gore. Like obviously the one where he's sort of like Emperor of the Moon, Emperor of the Moon, and he has like all these like moon <laughs> sapphires, and then the the wiz- yeah. the the sorcerer in the crowd. With those, I can open the gates of Garash. I love that scene so much. Because he's the only non-scientist in the room. He's like a sorcerer. He's like a 2,000-year-old sorcerer with horns on his head. Yeah, so fucking Um, good. Anyway, so yeah, I do love... We also need to get that on the soundboard next season. (laughs) We do. I do think that... um, I, I think I heard or read somewhere that Stephen Hawking... Obviously, they could reproduce his voice, but I think that it is like... Him, or at least he had. Um, it's actually him it's actually in the him in, in the, the thing. Okay, yeah, yeah. So like, it's not just yes, them making is. fun of him. It's like Stephen Hawking signed on to this, which that is like one of the my favorite parts about the series at all. Is that like, yeah, they got someone like Stephen Hawking to um, to participate and to like come back and do multiple episodes and stuff. Right. Yeah. yeah. Well. Yeah. Exactly. And like, I, I, th- I think they didn't even just get the rights to use his voice and writing. I think he actually like went into the studio and like met people and shit. I feel like I've read something about that. Let At me confirm that. But meet and greet. If, I mean, maybe he didn't perform it, but yeah. I'm. But he probably he had to read the script and okay. Yeah, exactly. It. Like this is exactly, hilarious. So. Me being like, but he he also has a notoriously good sense of humor. Like when he got interviewed by um, John Oliver years and years ago, and John Oliver was like. How do we know you're not like a robot talking like talking through that? And like how do you or, or how do we know you're actually so smart? And he's like he says something along the lines of like anyone smarter than you, dumbass. Like like, <laughs> yeah, he's exactly. So I That's hurtful, Professor. I think the third one is probably my favorite overall. Interesting. I like number two. Um, a name I came up with, Sherlock Holmes. Oh, like, like lobster. lobster. Uh, yes, okay, I love Sherlock this? Holmes. Sure, Claw Holmes. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Sure, Arthropod Home, 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 Sherlock Holmes. Holmes. God damn it! <laughs> What? I thought Sherlock Holmes was a was a home run. That was not that was that was not even a base hit. <laughs> that was like Holmes. getting walked to first base. <laughs> yes, okay. We're getting walked. I'll tell I'll, I'll take the base. Oh all right, well done. So hoisted by my own No, I'm there. just kidding, PD. Sherlock Holmes is even equally as good as the other ones. <laughs> even equally as big. <laughs> Oh god! But oh, no, I did I've like that. I like we, we see impulsive Leela. Um, while ah! our am I back? Um, reconvene. Um, oh, there you are. Am I back? back. Hello. You're good. Okay. Um, oh, good. So, PD, it's your favorite time of the episode. Trivia. Do you want to ask first? We'll or do you want me to you? ask first? I shall give, and ye shall receive. I, I. For for the Lord hath spoken. Okay. Uh, I've got seven. Holy <laughs> frick. Okay. I would not put it past you put to actually have seven. And be like, I've got all of these are necessary. <laughs> this one is a four-parter. Uh, no, I've got four, but I was going to take the sting out of the blow to stop, top, start with seven, then oh you're okay God. with four. Okay, just do three. <laughs> okay, four it is. <laughs> uh, 
Name one place that Zoidberg takes his revenge on when he becomes 500 feet tall like Bender. Oh, he uh, chased uh, ch- Manhattan <laughs> Chase Bank or whatever. Chase Bank of Manhattan. <laughs> yeah. Deny my credit card, will you? And then he also gets booed off the stage at the Apollo. Oh, theater. yeah. The Apollo. <laughs> uh, who is... Uh, besides Ohura, Deep Blue, Al Gore, and Stephen Hawking, who is the other member of the uh, crew? E. Gary Gygax, creator of D&D. God damn it. All right, 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 all right. Uh, uh, <laughs> sorry. <laughs> sorry. Oh, good. My Bender burp soundboard. <laughs> <laughs> that was me getting indigestion from you knocking out of these out of the park. Uh, what is the what-if machine made of? Gold. <laughs> God damn it. Yeah, because the professor, okay, says, Mr. the professor says it's not even worth the gold that it's made <laughs> the out gold of. gold that it's made of and then pushes it into the trash. Uh, all right, Mr. Smarty Pants. When Bender becomes 500 feet tall, how much does he weigh? Oh, he says something like 7 billion tons. God damn it. All right. Well, now trivia next week is going to be really effing hard. <laughs> I'm going to go back to <laughs> looking at the signs, and now you're going to have to be paranoid again. <laughs> I am going to – yes, I'm going to make you – I'm going to make this so okay. toxic. This first one I think you can get um, because you already uh, – all right, go ahead. If I just I already know there's going to be some kind of outside component that's like, oh yeah, da, 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 da. name this weird of song that came out in 1963. That's okay. <laughs> anyway, so who out of the that nerd like strike force um, is no longer mm-hmm. with us? Uh, Stephen Hawking, E. Gary Gygax, Uhura almost died. I think she's still alive. Deep Blue, I think, is offline. Al Gore is not looking great either. Okay, so what's your answer? I need to, I need you to lock in the serious answer, Petey. Those are all my serious answers. Okay, you Gary said Gygax all of them are dead. dead. Gary Gygax. Not all of them no, are I dead. didn't. I said Gary Gygax is dead. Stephen Hawking is dead. Deep Blue is offline. Okay. Ohura is. Okay, is you're alive. googling that. So that is technically. I'm just googling cheating, Ohura, but, but the other two, you. the other two, the other two are. You got correct. it right. Ohura is still three alive. out of the five are deceased. I was looking for uh, just you naming them, not you being like, here's the here's my assumed status update of all of them. <laughs> it's trivia. I, I didn't want you to because I, I didn't it. want you to get away with talking and saying funny things while you're not really answering the question. So I wanted to get that direct answer. <laughs> you really wanted to nail down an answer. Well, because you were like, oh, Hura, she, probably she clo- is close, and Al Gore might be close, too. It's like, okay, so what's the answer? <laughs> no, hey, Nicole, D- um, Stephen what's her name? Um, Michelle N- Nichols is still with us. Michelle Nichols. She's yes. still with She's 89, us. though. She looks great. Um, and yes, you're right. Deep Blue is offline, and I was hoping that I would get you with either Gygax or Deep Blue. No, Gygax died like three years ago. I remember it was so sad. Yeah. Um, Okay, so I only have two, so that was the first one. So, uh, first one, five parts, I would like to point out, but yes. Which of these members, which of these five members are alive? Okay, five parts. And the answer was three people. So, max three parts. Okay, so (laughs) then... I had to name each one. I would like, I would like one and a half points. No. A half, point seven, five points. No, 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 no. (laughs) Your honor, I... I went through mental anguish. You got it right. I don't know what you're. 
You are so for extra hungry credit. for these points. <laughs> it's almost like you forgot the heart and soul of this podcast. I'll Venmo you $6. Which is to be Futurama-centric. <laughs> <laughs> I'll pay you to okay. I'll pay you to win trivia on our podcast on our shared podcast. <laughs> okay. So what location does Hermes mention in the very first um like thing? Sweet Aunt Ida of Santa Anita. <laughs> yeah. Santa Anita is I almost, I almost wrote that down for trivia too, and I was like, "No, nah, he's always good with those." <laughs> well, so you're I write these down because, those. like, I, it's not that I don't think you're going to get them. It's that sometimes you, it's just sometimes you're not paying attention. I feel like last week I was really bad. I'm taking notes or something. Yeah, yeah. I mean, like last week I was like eating and stuff while I was trying to watch it. So I, I feel like I remembered the moment that it the happened, part. but I didn't remember yeah. the detail. Yeah. Like if it was last yeah, week, yeah. I may not have remembered um, all of like the Zoidberg Chase Bank thing. Uh, uh, yeah, because you, know you were like taking a break, run between it. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, the, part, the hard part is, is like <clears throat> if two good things happen back to back, you can only write one down before you can like look back up at the episode. So you have to pick, kind of pick and choose which one you can get to. Right. And you're like, uh, okay, I'll just hedge my bet. Because folks, we listen to these. I rewatch these. As fresh as possible, as fresh, right before we right podcast, before we, we record. Um, so I'll freshly plucked from the ground. Plucked. I, I will say, PD, I did find. Um, I'll just let the listeners know because you know, quite frankly, I do like to have a transparent podcast. I myself am someone who does have some anxieties, and they've been kind of particularly bad lately. But I did have a funny moment to myself thinking that, like. Oh, I, I don't need a what if machine because that's like what my anxiety already does. It's like everything is like a what if, what if, what if. <laughs> my fucking brain's a what if I machine. Know, I was like, I don't need that. <laughs> oh my god, that is so. Only my brain would be a what if machine. <laughs> Shit, then my head you would be pawn really it. heavy. <laughs> you could opposite bender and pawn your head, but keep your body. Yes, exactly. With your body. <laughs> like Agnew, the body of Agnew. <laughs> Headless clone of Agnew. Wait, have you ever noticed that he can make noise, but he doesn't have a mouth? I never doesn't thought have, about yeah. that. He's always like, does he even have? <laughs> yeah, like I feel like it's noises. also like, yeah, Fra- yeah, an allusion to like, like the Frankenstein in like the 40s and 50s. Excuse me, oh. monster of Frankenstein. <laughs> yes, the monster of Frankenstein. Uh, I can't wait. I can't wait until we have. Oh, you know what? I can't fucking wait till motherfucker. Till the headless body of Spiro Agnew comes up, and that gives me the right to ask multiple questions about the Nix administration and trivia. Okay. <laughs> you just gave away. I can just do research now. <laughs> well, you better do some oppo research, bro. So what was Richard Nixon's oppo opposition research? Oh. What was Richard Nixon's dog's First name. Name. <laughs> <laughs> First name? No, actually, that, to get that that gives it away because that's already it's already in an episode and like it's a very funny joke that I'm gonna write down anyways. But speaking of then, um, Richard Dick, Richard Elliot Newstead, 1992 2003. All right, rest in peace. <laughs> Good old Snaggletooth, the original <laughs> Snaggletooth. The original snack. Our snack number again. one favorite history uh, historian. Historian, yes, um, Richard Elliott, specializing Newstat. in American history, I believe. American presidential history, I believe. But yes, he and Doris Kearns Goodwin should have progenated so that we could have like the most historian babies. 
They come out literally with, with like a, a huge snaggle. What do you call that? A cap. <laughs> The bonnet with a huge snaggle, yes. No, is it just called a cap? Like the what graduates wear, like when they oh take, yeah, yeah, the graduation cap. cap and gown, yeah. right? They would come out as some sort of like be a fancy name, valedictorian. <laughs> yeah, and they come out and then they just it's turn called their tassel a Hattington. Hattington. <laughs> well, you have like your stole, right? Like the stole is a fancy name, and then you have your cords. I don't know. There should be a fancy name for graduation. What is the hat of graduation? It's called a mortarboard. Hats. Oh, a mo- yes, it is called a mortarboard. Yes. Okay, I have heard that before. Also, mortarboard. Mortarboard of that Mort- chicken. <laughs> <laughs> Which is when you put the little thin part in between a woman's cleavage. Care <laughs> for the old mortarboard. That's when you give a woman a diploma. <laughs> <laughs> you chicks ready to get mortar boarded? Sir, can you please call it graduation? Uh, can you please call it commencement? <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. these nuts. <laughs> well, that is, the, that is it for us today, <laughs> for this week. Um, so here's – I just want to lay this out again for, for folks. So next week we are planning to put out um, our little exclusive content and then the week after that, um, we will be doing a season two recap before we jump into season three. So um, I know Petey and I are going to have fun doing the recap. It'll probably be a little like an ex- like um. Well, actually, no. We we did talk about it. We're going to do a, a season two recap for the free feed. Um, but for all you Patreon supporters out there, uh, we're going to do a, basically an extra long episode. So there will be some extra content for that um, yep. available on Patreon. And PD, I want to hand it over to you to say the 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 lovely thing that you like to say now that I'm talking about Patreon. About the people who Oh uh listen. well I don't I, I'm getting there. Uh firstly, Mine. you can follow us. <laughs> you can <laughs> Fine. <laughs> you can follow us on Twitter at WTTWOT or support us on Patreon at World of Tomorrow or Patreon.com slash World of Tomorrow Pod. Yes! You got it. <laughs> you did the whole thing. It only took 30 episodes. Yeah. However, having said that, I want to let you know that just listening is more than enough for us. We love our listeners. We're proud to have every single one of you guys. While you may be few in number, you are mighty in exactly. spirit. And we appreciate you coming back every week and listening to these two gooses take a gander at Futurama. Now, I would like to take the opportunity to have our good friend Calculon sing us out. Who's that singing at your Thanks for listening. See you next week. Bye. Good, good, good news, everyone.